When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Episode 5, Season 2, The Cubs Got Trey Mancini on the Cubs Fly the W670 Podcast. I'm Dustin Rhodes along with my guy Crowley. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W Podcast. Crowley, the off-season, the hot stove season, it's uh, also time for lists and rankings. And uh, the Cub fans got good news as we got a... uh, Really good uh, top 100 prospects for 2023, and the Cubs had a nice uh, couple of guys making that list. Yeah, so the most highly anticipated session of last weekend's CubsCon was the road to Wrigley, and that's why they moved it for the first time from Sunday to Saturday and gave it the prime time, the last slot, which is usually kind of like the big uh, the big one that everybody goes to. So the big session that everyone goes to close to 20 Cubs tops prospects were on that stage. And so the accolades keep coming for these youngsters. Baseball America releases their top 100 prospects for 2023. And there were three Cubs that made that list coming in at number 91. Do I sound like Casey Kasem here? Coming in at number 91, <laughs> outfielder Kevin. I'll, I, that was such a dated reference. I, I don't <laughs> We'll see if anyone. Gets I got it, it Crawley. I got it. I got All it. right. It's coming in at number 91 was outfielder Kevin Alcantara acquired in the Anthony Rizzo trade. He is from the DR and nicknamed the Jaguar, which is awesome. Just in it of itself. Great defender, tons of power, had a great year at Myrtle Beach. Uh, this kid, I, I got, had a chance to talk to him. He doesn't speak English. He only speaks Spanish, but I had a chance to talk to him a little bit, um, after the session was over and he is a big kid. I mean, it's, it's, you see these, you know, like you read numbers on a paper, you see them on a little screen kind of, you know, when they had the Myrtle beach games on uh marquee network, but, but he is, you can just tell that he He's going to be a bad, bad man. That's all I'm going to say. He's going to be someone that, that, that <laughs> he's going to be someone that pitchers are not going to want to face. And, and, and what he does have is just incredible speed, a fast bat, incredible power. He just, he's a very five tools player, man. And he's just very exciting. And so, um, you know, I'm guessing he is going to start the season at South Bend so I'm hoping to take a couple of trips. Be to, yeah, I'll be able to see him. Yeah, right yeah, down the and, street. And, and here's what I'm going to tell Cub fans. If you haven't been to the minor league ballparks, the Cubs, and, and this is, I will give Tom Ricketts all the kudos all day on this, is that when Mr. Ricketts came and bought the Cubs, his family had a high expectation of what they expected from minor league ballparks. And the Cubs have some of the best minor league facilities. So if you're listening to this uh, in Iowa or Tennessee or Myrtle Beach or South Bend, you know what I'm talking about. But if you're someone that lives in the Chicagoland area, it's not a bad drive. Justin, I know you've gone down to Notre Dame numerous times, down to South Bend. Um, It's not a bad drive. Don't miss this opportunity to see these youngsters. Number one, these ballparks are way way, way cheaper than Wrigley Field. You, you could sit there and, and like get like tickets right behind the dugout for like $15. You know what I mean? 
Um, the drinks are cheap. They, they do. They have all sorts of giveaways. My wife won a TV last time we were down there. They just make the ballpark experience absolutely fun. And I feel so blessed that I was able to go out into South Bend and watch DJ Hurst pitch, watch Cole Franklin pitch. Um, you know, wa- uh, all the hitters that I got to see that were just phenomenal. Some of them, you know, big names that, you know, PCA, I got to see when he was down there. Um, I got to in the, in the second half in the first half, you know, taking a look, Matt Mervis was down there. So, so, you know, if you've never thought about doing it, I'm going to be honest, it, it, it's really a great deal. It's not a far drive. And, and if you have kids, it's great to bring the family. They have like a little fun park in South Bend, go see Kevin Alcantara. Don't just take my word for it, go out there and take a look. And, and there's just certain guys that when you see them, you just go, Oh my God. And, and, and he's one of them. So again, nothing will ever ease the pain. I don't want to say nothing will ever ease the pain, but it'll lessen the pain of the Anthony Rizzo trade. If Kevin Alcantara is uh, one of those guys that we think he's going to be um, at number 84, Brennan Davis. He was a guest on fly the W he was a uh, draft pick of the Cubs. Brennan struggled with a nerve injury in his back and that caused him to miss significant portions of 2022 season with the Iowa Cubs. We thought he was going to be up mid season on the big team. Um, but Missing that much time, obviously, they, that affected his ranking. You know what I mean? We can't say what would have happened. But the reason he's not higher than 84 is because he really didn't play much last season. But people know what he can do. They saw him in the Futures game, take the MVP award, hit two home runs. He was the Cubs minor league player of the year twice. All it, all it comes down to, you know, all the, all the mental makeup tools are there, the maturity, uh, everything. The only question is the health. You know, he has to stay healthy. He has to do it for a full season. And if he if he can stay healthy, it's going to be hard not to imagine he doesn't make his Wrigley debut in 2023. Yeah, I would think that that makes a lot of sense. 2023 is assuming that he has no uh, regression with the uh, with the neck. Absolutely. And then the highest ranking Cub in the top 100, Pete Crow Armstrong, PCA, who came in at number 25. So now we're talking top 25. So PCA was acquired in the Javi Baez deal. You think the Mets have buyer's remorse on that one? Um, Huge breakout season, starting the season in Myrtle Beach before being promoted to South Bend, where he helped the team win the Midwest League Championship. And with with PCA, a lot of what I'm talking about with, with the other outfielders, these are all outfielders that the Cubs have in the top 100, where you're talking about that has power. The defense is just absolutely incredible. PCA... You know, he talked about it in, in the session. He talked about a couple things. Number one, him and Kevin Alcantara basically said they're not phased about the fact that they were traded for Javi Baez and Anthony Rizzo. They said they respect those guys and, and they want to help bring the same kind of atmosphere that those guys brought to the Cubs. But but they, they, they're they not scared of anything. They're not scared of having to live up to anything. They're, they're guys that have a lot of confidence, both of them. And so, you know, with PCA, it, it, he had some injury issues with the Mets which is kind of the reason that he was available to the Cubs. But when, when he had the year that he had last year, it was just absolutely eye-popping. And, uh, you know, he got a huge reception at Cubs convention. And, and, and he talked a lot about, you know, how much he prides himself on defense. And, and, and he's probably one of the fa- – if you're talking about a guy that has both speed and hit tools – I mean, oh, my God. There was one time, I swear to God, he stole a base. He should have been out based on, like, the lead that he had and the, and the throw and everything, he was totally safe. And if they would have had replay um, in the minor leagues, 
it was so funny. He got there before the tag and it just never looked like he was going to make it. He has a different level of speed and he can just turn it up a notch and it's fun to watch. So that's the uh, three Cubs that made it to the top 100. Now let's talk about MLB Pipeline. They had their top 10 prospects at each position. Let's get into that a little bit. Right. We'll be able to kind of take a look at that. So far, they've come out with catching, first base, left-handed pitchers, and right-handed pitchers. So that's where we are right now. And when we talk about I like breaks, that slow roll. It works for us, right? The roll it oh, out absolutely. slowly. Tease it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that content, baby. Content. We don't is need baby. it all at once. We don't need it. We, we don't need it. You know, we want this to be like a an all you can eat four week four days in a row buffet. Absolutely, and and hopefully the Cubs still have more. Again, we haven't done outfielders yet, which you know the Cubs are going to be in there. So, um, obviously, no surprise when we talk to first baseman uh, Matt Mervis was number four in the rankings. So Matt dominated three levels of minor league pitching. He started out like I said in South Bend, where I got to see him then moved up to Tennessee Smokies, then moved up to the Iowa Cubs, and then he continued in the AFL. And I don't care if it was it, what, what, where, where he was at, he was hitting home runs. He hit, no matter what, wherever he was, he flashed power. Right, and so just it's just absolutely shocking how, how what a great season he had. And I will tell you something, man, he is a very, very big man. Um, Lance Brozdowski from Marquee Network. He's been on the podcast before. He's sitting, poor, poor, they put him right next to Matt Mervis, and Matt Mervis just dwarfs him, looks like a giant of a man. And so that was hilarious. But, you know, the thing about Matt is he's going to be playing for Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic, and we're definitely going to have to talk about that before the World Baseball Classic starts in March. But there are going to be a ton of Cubs. They keep adding more and more Cubs and ex-Cubs. I think this is going to be one of the most fun world baseball classics. So to see um, Mervis getting that chance to play for team Israel is going to be a lot of fun. And let's see what he does. You know, when you talk about uh, the world baseball classic, Stroman's pitching in it, you Darvish is pitching in it. There's going to be a lot of good major league talent. This is going to be a great chance for Matt Mervis to prove everybody wrong because there are some people when he was in the AFL who kind of were concerned about certain things that they saw as far as holes in his swing and whatnot. So this is going to be a chance for Matt to keep proving naysayers wrong, which is all he's done since the 2022 season. Yep, that's all he has done. All right, finally, Crowley, they've got some uh, left-handed pitching prospects ranked. Yeah, Jordan Wicks was uh, ranked six among left-handed pitching, right? He was the first-round pick of the Cubs in the 2021 draft. He comes from Kansas State. So, you know, when you get those um, – College pitchers, they're more fine-tuned. They're more refined than, than the high school guys that come out, say like the, you know, the DJ Herses of the world. So they're, they're more quickly going to be ready to help in the major leagues. And so, you know, he comes from Kansas State. He was dominant in South Bend before being promoted to the Tennessee Smokies. Uh, he talked about at CubsCon, he talked about the pitcher he admired most was John Lester. So he knew that was a hit with the crowd. But again, you're talking about a big lefty. So... I'm excited to see what Jordan does. I have a feeling he probably he'll probably start the season again in Tennessee where he finished up, but you can, you know, like I said, sometimes triple a, you know, you, you could bypass that. You saw Chris Morrell do that, but you know, if he's doing really well, I could easily see Jordan moving up to triple a because of the depth of Cubs pitching. It may not be necessary to have to rush him up. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, they'd only have to rush him up if, if something was either really, really wrong or he was just off the charts. 
Right. But when you look at the, you know, these lists that we've talked about, whether it's baseball, none of these guys, Carly, none of these guys, based on what Jed and and Carter Hawkins did this off season, none of these guys should be at Wrigley field next year. None of them. Um, well, I mean, unless you unless you get into like the September call-ups and that kind of thing, I'm talking about during the heart and soul of the season. Well, that that's that's a you know what you're talking about here is let's so who's most ready right now? The pitchers are most ready, which we have a lot of starting depth, but that may not say that you might not try Jordan Wicks in the bullpen, right? Like right. Say, I'm talking about the guys we just talked about, just, yeah. just the guys that we just talked about, the, the the three guys that made the top 100, Matt Mervis. You know, if if Hosmer and Mancini are doing their thing, there's no reason to bring Matt Mervis up here. Well, let's look at it from this standpoint, right? Let, let, if, if Cody Bellinger, let's just say, is kind of having a really good year, not a great year, let's say he's having a really good year, okay? Let's say Brennan Davis is having a really good year. Do you want to let Bellinger walk and get nothing for him? Because if he does have a very good year, he's going to want a lot of years and a lot of dollars. He, that's the, what the whole point of the prove-it deal is. Well, this so is you, Chicago, right, Crawley? These are the Rickets. They've got the money. You know, if, the guy, if he's that good, then pay the damn guy the money. Well, Because uh, he, he's also an option at first base. So I don't, I don't know that Trey Mancini and Hosmer are long-term where – Bellinger potentially could be assuming he's willing a, a longer term solution and you pair him with Matt Mervis. I mean, listen, maybe this isn't the time to talk about this. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to stretch this out a little bit. Maybe we need to tease it for maybe episode six or episode seven, but I couldn't resist uh, trying to get a little bit. So you and I disagree on this point. Well, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that, that, um, oh boy, it's just hard to, you know, if you had told me last year that Matt Mervis would have been one of the most impressive players in the minor leagues, I would have said, you're crazy. Matt Mervis, right? What? No, no. So you don't know what these guys are going to do. So I'm just kind of, you know, and there's no saying that they're, you know, maybe one of them get, maybe these guys get injured again or haven't recovered fully from injuries or whatever. I have no idea. But, um, what you're talking about with, with the way that Jed and Carter have handled this situation mm-hmm. is that all these moves are designed not to block any of the guys that they believe are coming up. Good point. Very, very, very good point. As always, Crowley, as always, you're making good points. That's a wrap. Season two, episode five. It is in the books. Episode six will be coming early next week. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to Fly the W podcast. And if any news breaks, we'll be there for you and go Cubs.